Come on. Welcome to Lifeblood. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Ruben Dominguez. Ruben, are you ready to do this? I am. I am. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, excited to have you on. Ruben is the founder and principal of Totem Capital Group. They're a Texas real estate investment company specializing in multifamily syndication, and he is the co-founder of Apartment Educators. Ruben, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. You got it. Thanks, George. Uh, so I am married. I have three children, ages 12, I'm sorry, ages 13, almost 14, hmm. 12 and 9. And um, I live in San Antonio, Texas. I've been here since about 2003. And uh, it's a little bit my personal life. And uh, uh, for work, I am a real estate investor. We invest in multifamily, uh, larger, usually 100 unit plus uh, here in South Texas. And we've been doing that since about, uh, well, real estate investing since about 2008, and specifically in multifamily since about 2017. Nice. So walk me through your journey in real estate, how you got started in 2008 and how you progressed to 100 units plus. You got it. You got it. So it's a pretty interesting story. I never really meant to get into real estate. My wife, obviously, she's the, she's the brains of the relationship. Uh, she she actually bought a book a long time ago called uh, Real Estate Investing for Dummies. I don't know if you remember those four dummy books. That's sure. like the yellow books. Sure. Yeah, and uh, I was totally against it. I said, no way. I do not want to deal with tenants. You know, there's all this stuff that they do. They destroy your house, and I just didn't want to do it. And so we never actually did anything with that. Until I was ready to move into a bigger house, you know, we had we had small kids and we were we had this tiny little house and we were having another baby and I said, This house is way too small, we gotta move. I found another house and she was smart. She said, Nope, we're not moving to that house unless we can keep this house that we're in and mm. rent it out. So she kind of forced us into real estate investing and I thought it was amazing that someone would and we were, someone was paying us rent and would pay all of our bills on that property. And then we were left over with some cash flow. And so I tried to figure out how do we do this over and over and over again. And I called the bank and it was the wrong bank. I, I realized that later, um, they, they weren't a bank that would deal with investors. So they were just a consumer bank, right? And so they told me, oh, you can't really do that. You can want one second home, like a vacation home. And so, uh, I decided that's probably not a good way for us to invest because uh, it was really difficult for us to buy, or they, I thought it was really difficult for us to buy another house. And a couple of years later, I saw a buddy of mine that he was, he kept buying house after house after house. I saw this as rentals on his, on his, I think it's Facebook. And so I called him up, had lunch with him. He told me about something called the Burr strategy, which is, it's a single family investment strategy where you buy it, rehab it, refinance it, and then rent it out. And so once I found that little trick, I um, I tried to uh, do that over and over and over again. At the time I was working at, I was an executive for an IT firm here in San Antonio, and uh, I was trying to replace my income. And the reason I was trying to do that was because uh, I wasn't spending a whole lot of time at home. I was I was not seeing my kids. Uh, they were, I'd come home and my wife would tell me, hey, our son did this, our daughter did all, all these cool things that I was missing. And I said, man, this is not, a, I'm, I don't get this time back. This is, this is 
time I'm never going to have this opportunity to see my kids do this again. And so I was looking for a way to get out of work. And I was trying to do it with single family. And I, I, I don't know, we probably did 50 single family transactions over the course of about five years. And uh, that's uh, rentals and flips. We only really did flips to fund more rentals. And then we did uh, some wholesale deals. Uh, I'm trying to get the best deals for our rentals. And about, I think it was 2014, I looked back and we had purchased six rentals that year and done a bunch of flips and wholesale deals. And uh, I wasn't that closer to just getting out of that <laughs> W-2 job. And so uh, I said, there's got to be a better way. So I started researching around. I was in a I was in a real estate investing group and a lot of those guys were doing multifamily. And so uh, a bunch of them had told me, hey, you need to get into multifamily. And to me, it was a really big step from a single family house, you know, for $100,000 at the time to these, you know, $5 million, $10 million buildings. And so I finally decided in 2017 to start investing into that. And I started investing passively. I would just put my money into other projects, other people's projects. They go out and do all the hard work. Now, I had a full-time job at the time, so it was difficult for me to do multifamily. I just couldn't go out there and raise money from people and not give it my full attention. So I started investing passively. And finally, at the end of 2017, early 2018, I did my first deal on my own and with some partners, right? I never did it on my own fully. Uh, and that's how that business works. You normally have a couple partners that help you get the project over the line. Um, and that's not something you can't really do in single family, I found out. Um, and then that was it. Once I did that, I was, uh, I, I found the magic and it was, wow, this business is amazing. You know, it's a, we call it a win, win, win. Our, our investors win, um, because they are able to put their money to work for them. Our tenants win because we're going in there and we're, we're fixing up the place and we're making it nicer and we're giving them a great place to live. And then we went, right? Because we get to go out and do these projects. And so uh, that was really the magic, what we found. And, and uh, it's been great ever since. We've been doing a lot of projects here in Texas. And uh, uh, we have been, uh, we've been really excited. And we're really excited about next year as well. So that's a little bit about the journey. Nice. Well, I appreciate all that. So certainly, <clears throat> well, do you consider that to be invaluable experience, the experience of doing 50 single-family homes over five years? Uh, you know, I would say it was great experience. I mean, it did a lot for me. It was, it was crazy. I mean, I thought I was busy before I had, you know, with my, my W2 job until I started doing that on the side <laughs> and it was all nights, all weekends, every single break I had. Um, but it was great experience. I think really where it gave me good experience with contractors. Um, and then also dealing with banks, although I know it's crazy, but these, these, the financing we do on these larger projects is easier than it was on the single family homes. Um, but I wouldn't still like if anyone's listening that wants to go into multifamily and not do the single family, it's not required. You can do multifamily. Uh, you can do what I did without having to go through all that single family. stuff. just make sure that, that whoever's looking to get into that, that they're, they have a good mentor, right. Um, that's done some multifamily report, but there, there's some similarities, but it's not, it's not a requirement for sure. Yeah, it seems to me that that if there was a way to, for lack of a better term, skip the line a little bit and just get right into the um, the better way that you described it and really 
the win-win-win, then why wouldn't people want to do that? I agree, yes. And I would I would definitely say that, you know, for me, it was more of a mindset thing than anything. It wasn't that I couldn't do the, those big projects. And I think this is for a lot of people. It just took me, you know, because my brain couldn't wrap around a, a $10 million building or a $20 million building at the time. It's like, so there's no way those are rich guys doing those deals. And really, it's like, there's no difference between a single family and a multifamily. It's just some zeros on the end. And so um, I think if anyone's out there is thinking, oh, man, I want to do multifamily, but I, I don't know if I can get into that. Those are huge deals. You can. You can absolutely do it without any experience in real estate. Um, you just got to surround yourself with the right people that are doing those deals and make sure that you're following in their footsteps and, and the things that they've already done successfully. So, And that makes sense, but that's not – I, I, I can't imagine it's like anything else. That's not an easy thing to do necessarily because I feel like there's probably a good amount of people who hold themselves out to be able to help people with deals like that, but maybe they're not. No, and I think the way that I did it, you know, I was in a real estate group. Um, and so I was surrounding myself with people that are in single family, but because there's a lot of multifamily people in that group, I was also surrounded by them. So it kind of gave me a little bit of confidence to do that. And there's a bunch of those groups out there. You know, there's a lot of uh, of real estate investing groups with multifamily. There's a lot of conferences. Uh, so if somebody's really trying to dip their toe, I'd say get out to some of that stuff in your local market or even some of these national conferences and start talking to the guys in these groups. And you'll see like, hey, this guy's just like me. Or, you know, for me, it was like, well, that guy can do it. He can do it. I can do it. Right. He's, <laughs> he's kind of like me. And so, <laughs> and so I think that really that really helped me get over that hump because it's really just a mental hump. But I mean, I know it's easier said than done, um, you know, getting over that. And that's, that's the toughest part to, uh, to the business, I think. Yeah. Well, that certainly does make sense. If I don't believe that it's available to me that I can do it, then I'm probably not going to pursue it at all. So. Exactly. Exactly. So how, how are people engaging with you now? You are, you are the the person who is who is raising the money, and you are finding the deals, and you are going and improving the properties. Yep, all of the above. So we are uh, how we normally work is we'll go out and we'll look at a bunch of properties. Um, you, you know, between thirty and fifty a month, and uh, the reason we do that is it's a very competitive market, and most of the projects we look at aren't going to work. And so, uh, and cause we're looking for a specific type of project, right? We're, we're looking for something we can go add value to something that's a little bit older, right? 1980s, 1990s. It, it's probably not been upgraded in a long time. There, there's a lot of deferred maintenance on the properties. So just finding a property like that stuff. And then normally the seller is going to want too much for it. And so we can't pay what they want because what we're looking for is something where we can provide some great returns and some safety. Uh, to our investors. We don't want to buy a super expensive stuff. And so that's tough. And um, so we're looking for the properties. Once we find one, we'll put it under contract. We'll, we'll do our full due diligence on it, which is we walk every single unit. We look at all the major stuff, roofs, plumbing, foundations, electrical, you name it. And then once we get past that, um, we will then release that to our investors because we want to make sure before we tell our investors, hey, we're raising money that we we actually have the property and we know we're going to close on it. So we don't want to find something crazy that comes up. And then we say, Oh, sorry, never mind. We can't close on that because of whatever it was we found. So 
Um, we do that and then we close it and then we operate it, <clears throat> which I always like to say that, you know, closing is just the first step and then the real work starts because we got to execute a business plan, which is normally interior rehabs. We'll make them look nicer. And then we, uh, you know, we'll try to increase rent to market because normally those, the, the places that are in disarray aren't renting for what they could be or should be. And sometimes you got some, some tenants that shouldn't be in that neighborhood, uh, but they're renting it because it's the cheapest place in the neighborhood. So we'll, we'll make them nicer and we'll put them, we'll bring them to market rents and we'll get anyone out of there that shouldn't be, shouldn't be there. And so that's the real work, uh, it's operating the property. And we do that. We'll normally hold it for three to five years and then we'll sell it um, once we've executed that business plan. And it normally takes us, you know, two to three years to rehab the units that we want to rehab because we, we're doing two to four a month normally. And so, you know, if you've got 200 units and you're rehabbing half of them, it's going to take you a couple of years to get those done. Got it. Well, that certainly makes sense. So as you are, how, how are you finding these, these targets? You talked about how you look at 30 to 50 deals a month. Are people bringing them to you? Do you have a program that sort of scours all the units that are in your region? We get about 90% of our properties from brokers, so the big brokers. And there's a bunch, CBRE, Northmark, Marcus and Millichap. There's some big brokerages out there. Um, normally, they're all going to be sold through. Anything over about 100 units, just depends on your market, it's going to be sold through the brokerages. Because they're guys like us, or they might be... Uh, they might be REITs or some type of institutional owner. Uh, and so they're all going to take their properties to brokers. Um, you might find one or two mom and pops that have, you know, worked their way up through multifamily and they might own something large and they might be willing to entertain a direct to buyer. I'm sorry, a direct to seller offer. But normally those on the, those are on the smaller multifamily properties and they're probably 70, 75 and under, at least in this, in this market that we're in. Um, so we're finding them through brokers. Now, it still doesn't mean, like, you'll see a lot of brokers put properties out, and there'll be deals that don't work, right? So I'd say probably the last three out of four projects we did, the broker brought them directly to us and said, hey, this seller either needs to sell fast or, uh, like, one project we closed on back in September, uh, they said, hey, I know you bid on this project, three months ago and we were, we declined the offer, but if you can still do that offer, we're willing to sell to you. And I think in multifamily, the name of the game is, um, are you able to close the project first? Cause there's a lot of people that will get into a contract where they'll send out an offer and they can't actually close it. Uh, Cause they're hard to close, right? These are big projects that require a lot of money and the loans are kind of tough, right? If you've not done it before, they're hard to get. So, um, Brokers are bringing them to us because they, we have a great reputation in the market. They know that we're going to close at the price that we offer at. Um, it's called retrading, right? We never want to get into contract for something. And then unless we're finding something major and our due diligence, we're not going to go back and say, hey, we need a discount for this, right? It's got to be major. It's got to be $100,000, $200,000, something wrong. And so that gives us a great reputation. And we've found that brokers in this market are now bringing us projects because they know we're going to close and they know that we're going to not come back and ask for a discount. So uh, that's how we're getting most of our projects. Yeah, that certainly does make sense because they are motivated, obviously, to 
to do a good job for their client and to sell and and make sure that the deal goes through. So it all makes sense, Ruben. I like it. Well, the people the people are ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them? I always like to say, you know, and this has been the my success, my whole career, even in my corporate career. You know, I was an executive. I worked my way from just a you know regular salesperson and then i managed to support and i was in the operations side all the way into executive leadership uh, and that helped me there and i learned a lot about that there and then through my my investing journey as well um, so my tip is if you find a way to help others right and, and the way that we do that with multifamily is you know we're we're working really hard to make sure our investors are successful with with their investment into our projects, right? So if you look for another way to make somebody else successful or help them, you'll normally also benefit from that. And so with multifamily, right, we're, we're out there working really hard for our investors and trying to get the best return, the highest return we can buy the best properties we can for them. And because we're doing that, we're also succeeding. And so that's really my tip is when you're looking at something, whatever it is you want to do, even if it's at work, right? At work, it was, for me, it was, I'm trying to do the best job for my teams and for our customers. And if you look at whatever you're doing that way, there's almost no way you can fail, right? Because you're providing something for somebody else and and people recognize that. And so that's going to make you successful in whatever you do. I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets, come on. Ruben, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you and Totem Capital Group, and how can people invest or get involved? Yeah, so you can visit our website. It's totemcapitalgroup.com. It's like a totem poll if anyone's interested. Uh, And then also you can email me. It's Ruben, R-U-B-E-N, at totemcapitalgroup.com. Perfect. Well, if you enjoyed this much as I did, show Ruben your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to totemcapitalgroup.com. That's T-O-T-E-M, capitalgroup.com. And shoot Ruben an email, ruben at totemcapitalgroup.com, and find out if there's a good fit. Thanks again, Ruben. Thanks, George. It was a pleasure. I appreciate it. For sure. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.